welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Silwan here coming to you from Fairbanks, Alaska. The land of the wild, the land of the free. Two things kind of happened to me today, got me thinking. That might not immediately seem related, but they're very related. The first, I saw a report on PBS NewsHour, of all places, that in the United States, almost one in four children live in single-parent homes, and it is the highest rate in the world world. One might say maybe it's because of our consumer culture, the me culture. It's has resulted in that. But whatever the cause, that is a fact. As reported by PBS NewsHour, almost one in four children grow up, live single parent homes. Highest rate in the world. Now, Something that also happened today that really got me thinking about this was a conversation I had when I was being transported from my hotel here in Fairbanks to the Wedgwood Wildlife Preserve. Just on the edge of Fairbanks, pretty amazing place, all kinds of trails in and out of the woods, no dogs allowed, got to pack everything in and out, all kinds of wild birds, wild animals, very cool, very peaceful. Well, I was being driven there. I was talking to the woman who was driving me, and she is a native Alaskan. And we got talking about the village that she was raised in and left when she got older. Now, I'm in Fairbanks. If you look on a map, Fairbanks is like right smack dab in the middle of Alaska, pretty north. And then once you get north of Fairbanks, there ain't nothing, basically, for about another 800 miles till you get to Prudhomme Bay, where all the oil comes from. So you get north of here. Now, it's it's wild enough anywhere in Alaska, but you get north of here, it is wild. I'm talking, you're getting there with like sled dogs or planes that land on ponds. And her village is 120 miles north of Fairbanks, 120 miles. Now, she says now there's a road, like a, like a primitive road that gets there, takes you about three hours to make the journey. She was telling me about her village, about 200 people. Most of the people are related. It's a family. And, you know, she basically left it because she wanted to make money. She didn't want to just live off the land like all of them. And we were talking about what she liked about living in the city and what she missed. And in talking about her village, she said the thing she misses the most, that when she goes back, she wishes she was there more often. And she's kind of jealous of the people that stayed. She says, it's just the peace. You can think. The way she put it, I can breathe and I can think. You ever notice how when you're really anxious, when you're really depressed, how hard it is sometimes just to feel like you're fully breathing and how your mind can get jumbled with thoughts. And she says, when I go back to the village, life is just so simple. It is so straightforward. I can breathe and I can think. So we talked about her village, what they did, how they lived off the land, how far back her ancestors went, where they were from. And then I don't even know why it came up, but I started talking about life back where I was from in Indiana. And I thought, do they, and I thought to myself, well, this is Alaska. It's really far up there. Canada's in between us. 
and 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 I and I asked her. I said, you know, so what do y'all call the rest of the United States down there? You call it like the lower forty-eight? Like what? What do you call it? And I really wasn't thinking much from from the question. It was more just making small talk as she was driving me. She said, we call it the outside. And man, she said that, and I just stopped in my tracks. The outside. Think of the immense sense of connectedness and community and belonging to a place to see everything else as being on the outside of it. And I thought to myself, how cool that must be to come from somewhere where everything outside of it is the outside. She probably felt that way at the village, everything outside of us. And then you're here in Alaska, at the top of the earth, as more than one person called it, here at the top of the earth, here at the top of the earth. I heard that a million times. You have such an immense pride and sense of place. And I think when you have that sense of place, it helps you feel like you really belong there. This is my place. And there is a depth and there's a meaning to it. And when you talk to people up here, there really is a kind of peace and a depth to their life that you don't see in many other places, especially as consistently as I see it up here. Now, I'm not saying they're not depressed people and they're not sad people. And there, there are plenty of those up here. But there's still a part of everybody's nature I've met that has that sense of belonging. This is my place. And everything else is on the outside. Now, that conversation was actually earlier in the day before I got back after a day traveling. Man, I think I walked almost eight miles over eight miles, all over the reserve, walked back into town, walked around Fairbanks, exhausted. I'm tired when I get back to my room. I turn on the TV. It's PBS. Normally, I don't watch PBS. And then this graphic pops up on the screen. One in four children. Now, what happens when you're in a single-parent home? You know, I'll tell you one thing I think happens. And it doesn't mean a single parent can't be a great parent. But I tell you what's hard to do. It's harder for that kid to have a sense of place. Because think of how much time a kid in a single-parent home is going to spend alone. It's going to spend away from its family. It's going to spend not connected. For that matter, a home like most homes today where both parents work, where the people are away, there's, there is not as much of a sense of place. Now, it doesn't mean those people can't be great parents. It doesn't mean you can't be a great parent. But you know what it means? It means you need to be aware of the fact you're going to have to work a little harder to make sure in your busyness, in your distraction, and you being taken away from the home that you don't forget to build a home, to create a place, to create somewhere for your children, for your family, for yourself if you're single, that you have such a strong sense of identity that you're able to look at everybody else and go, that's outside. Now, outside doesn't have to be a negative thing. You know, it doesn't have to mean I'm, I'm telling you be a cult and everyone's an outsider. That's not what I'm saying. When the woman today said it's outside, she, she didn't say it with a negative tone. She didn't say it at all looking down her nose, but it was kind of a sense of it's not Alaska and this is where I'm from. And see, I think home and family and love should be that way, that, that, that our sense of belonging to the ones we love to our place should be so strong that everything else does kind of feel like it's outside of us because it's different. It can't be us. And I believe that when that happens, we are stronger and we are more resilient. And then I didn't mention this earlier, but there was another conversation I had today with a, with a woman. She was at the hotel and she was sweeping and she looked like an odd person to be sweeping. She wasn't dressed like a sweeper and she kind of had this 
bright look about her face. And as I started talking to her, when I got back from my eight mile of walking and exploring, turns out she works for the corporate office of the hotel I'm in. And she goes around the country visiting their locations, making sure everything's up to speed. As she put it, making sure someone's sweeping the floors because that's important. And as I spoke to her, one of the things that came up was that she, how hard she was having a time getting workers. And she didn't just blame it on COVID. She said, you know, it seems like a lot of people today that this would be an entry level job. 20, 30 years ago, people saw it as a stepping stone to something. They saw it as I'm going to get my foot in the door. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get a car. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to move on up. And she says, now these kids just, they just want to pay next week's bills. If they got enough money for their video games and they got enough money for tomorrow, they're good. And so that they don't seem to work as hard or want to come in as do as much. Now that was her explanation of it. But all I could think about is how can you have a sense of place when you're working that way? How isolated and alone must somebody be that their only concern are their own personal day-to-day needs and they can't look beyond that? And then wrapping that all up, I think of the one in four kids in single-parent homes and why in America is that the case? Because, see, a sense of place is bigger than a sense of me. Selfishness and ego run amok totally focused on just meeting your own desires is not a place that's like a vacuum that sucks everything in and you don't feel like you belong anywhere but when you're connected to people when you're connected to a location you have a sense of place so that's a lot to chew on that I just gave you between kids and work and places and I want to leave you with one last thought If you're a regular Pilgrim's Odyssey listener, you might remember back to one of the first 10 episodes, I believe, to talk about this. But it was a girl I met, and she was working in a coffee shop when I was getting ready to get out of the Marines after my jet crash. We were talking, and she was there going to school, and I asked her what she's doing next. And she said, I'm going to look for my power place. I said, what do you mean? She goes, that that place that I belong, that place when I'm there, I go, this was meant for me. This is where I'm supposed to be. And she says, I got a feeling if I find my power place, everything will be okay. That was 25 years ago. And then today in Alaska, a woman that in the winter works up on Prudhomme Bay. She put it on my teamster in the summers down here, works in Fairbanks, works in Denali. Peaceful, happy. She belongs because she's got her power place. She's got her sense of self. She has her identity and it doesn't matter what she's doing. She feels like this is where I'm supposed to be. So many people chase that feeling. So few ever attain it. So as you think about all those little things, Facts and figures and anecdotes I've just thrown at you today. Coming to you from Alaska, an amazing place. What are you going to do to make your home, your life, your community, your power place? To build your sense of community so you feel like you belong so much that everything else is sort of outside of you. Not in a negative way, not not in a look down your nose way, not in a I want to be isolated way, but just in an honest, this is where I belong. And all those other places, I don't belong. That's a good place to be, my friend. Maybe it's building a tribe of friends, a tribe of like-minded people. Maybe it's building a family. Maybe it's 
getting in a relationship. Maybe it's at church. Who knows where it's at? Where are you going to find your power place? Maybe you're going to have to move. Maybe you're going to have to get a new job. Maybe you're going to have to go north to Alaska. But whatever it is, find your power place. Find a sense of real, deep belonging that it almost doesn't matter what you were doing, you would feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm grateful I found my power place at home, with my wife, with my kids, living in the country, being able to go outside and breathe, to travel, to meet amazing people all over the country. May you find yours. And if you haven't found it and you're wondering where to start, Build your tribe first. Build your friends. Strengthen the relationship with the one you love. Strengthen the relationship with your kids, with your friends. Build your tribe. Build your tribe. That's where you start. So until next time, my friend, hopefully I'll have more stories from Alaska for you. May you aim high and spread your wings and focus on the things that matter because you are in your power place in your home and you belong and all you find at the end of the day when you've worn yourself out sucking in everything your place has to offer all you find is peace you've been listening to the pilgrim's odyssey Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. Found a girl and I know she's gonna be